live from Liverpool, we need to talk about ghosts with Kevin Eustace. Yes, indeed. It's time for your Sunday sermon with me, Kevin Eustace. This is not a pre-record because I'm doing this live. It's Sunday. It's a little bit later than usual than I'd normally record um, because we had a little party for Becca's sister. We went because she just graduated from university. So we had a little soiree yesterday. I didn't drink, but Becca did. And my oh my, is she hanging? Yes, she is. So we had to go out and try and cure her hangover with pizza and stuff prior to 12 in the, in the afternoon. So yeah, early morning pizza. That was her hangover cure. And I, of course, had to eat the pizza too because I'm what's known as a fatty. So that was lovely. Um, so yeah, I'm recording a little bit later in the day. Today, we have a wonderful call from our great listener, Stephanie, which we recorded last week. And it's a great call. Now, we have read a story out before from Stephanie, and it was about a finger-clicking ghost, as in a, a snapping sort of ghost. Now, what's interesting about this call, sincerely, it's only through doing the edit about an hour ago that I noticed. Midway through the call, listen out, you can hear finger-clicks. And I'll tell you right now, it's not Stephanie and it's not me. And it's also not her wonderful son, Ethan, a young little boy who joined us on the call later on towards the end. And I tell you what, ladies and gents, that is a young paranormal professor in the making. So, yes, what's going on in the life of me this week? Well, not much, really. We're going to Wales next week. You know, each year for like the last eight years... Me and some of Becca's mates have went camping in Wales. Well, we're doing that again. It's that time has come around quickly. Um, we're going for longer this time. We normally just go for a weekend, but we're going for like a full week. So um, what I need to do is about nine podcasts in a day. So what's going to happen is we're going to have this podcast. Hello, this is this podcast that you're listening to right now. And then next Sunday, I'm actually going to put out an old Patreon episode. There'll still be a normal intro to it, which I'll record shortly, because it'll be a pre-record. But yet, next week's Sunday show will be um, a former Patreon episode. And the reason for that is just so I can make sure I can get everything done in time. And I'm sure that you won't begrudge me a little trip away. Now, will you? No? Did somebody say yes? I do hope not. Anywho, there will be a new Patreon out each Sunday. Um between now and then. So I've got one that I'm going to do now where we take a deep dive into the Reddit rabbit hole and look at some terrifying ghost stories. They seem to all be doing with dead dads for some reason. Um, like it's they've all clung together. I've just searched at random, but a lot of them were about dead dads. Hmm, don't know. Don't know what happens there. And next week's Patreon special should be a bit special because I've threatened for a while now to um, get this particular person that I know, one of Becca's mates, to tell me her ghost story. Um, and record it. She's told me it in the past, and it's amazing. And we're away with them this week. So I'm hopefully going to get time to sit down with her and record it for next week's Patreon. Fingers crossed. So yeah, this today, what you're listening to now, normal show. Got a lovely interview with Steph coming up. Uh, next week will be a re-release of an old Patreon episode. So if you're not a Patreon, you won't have heard it. If you are a Patreon, don't worry. You'll still get fresh content on... Oh, something just fell off my cupboard. Uh, anyway... Enough of that naughty little poltergeist. Um, yeah, so if you are a Patreon, don't worry, you'll get fresh content. If you're not a Patreon, this will be new to you next week. So everyone's a winner. Petit déjeuner. That means breakfast. And yeah, so that's all good. I hope that you're all fantastically well and life is treating you well and not like the way sage and onion stuffing treats a turkey because that would be awful. Other than that, yeah, not much else to say. Have I got any big news? I feel like I have. Hmm. Well, we'll all have to wait on that, because if it's going to come back to me, it'll be for the next time I record, which will be in about two weeks' time. Anywho, enough waffling. 
you all say in unison. Kevin off waffling, they said from shore to shore. Um, what are you going to be talking about today? Well, as I said, the snappy ghost with Steph. It's also about paranormal Pennsylvania, paranormal PA, where she grew up. And it's very terrifying, some of the stuff. It really is. Have a listen to that. You're going to really enjoy it. And I just need to say a big thank you to all of our Patreons, as I do each and every week. Don't forget, if you're not a Patreon yet, there's about 150-odd shows just for Patreons over there. So there's a few days worth of content if you're that way inclined you just need to go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts they're all available over there and um yeah and when you do sign up i also sing your name as a thank you but because i'm doing a lot of pre-recording today we won't be singing your names out today no we won't and next week's a pre-record so we won't be singing your names out then no we won't the weekend after that though we're going to basically have to release a country album, hopefully. Um, so if you want your name singing out in two weeks' time, and I'll do it to the best of my ability. I was winking then, but you can't see that. You need to go and sign up. So go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Okay, you wonderful, beautiful, dare I say, sexy. Yes, I do. I've just said it. People, this is Stephanie. It's a great conversation. And of course, we speak to our wonderful son, Ethan, who's a genuine nice little boy. But also, do keep a listen out for... The Finger Snappy Ghost, because he's on the effing recording. Okay, so it's my favourite time of the week when I get to speak to one of you wonderful, dare I say, amazingly beautiful listeners. And this week, I have the great pleasure of speaking to Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Just enjoying some time off. <laughs> well deserved, no doubt. What can I ask? What, what do you do for a living? I'm a home health nurse, so I uh, kind of like call the midwife without the babies, more like oh. older people. <laughs> oh well, well done you. That's very noble. Um, and whereabouts in uh, are you over that side of the pond? Um, I live in North Carolina, uh, near the Triangle. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I actually live in a very historic town, um, Oxford, so. Okay. Beautiful town. Very good. And um, obviously, um, we've been speaking back and forth via email for a while now. And um, you've got some spooky stuff. Obviously, this is the show for that. So whenever you're ready, take us where you need to take us. Okay. Well, um, I was thinking a good place to start might be... um, Last night, as I was telling you, um, my house uh, was built in 1901, so it's fairly old as far as American standards are, and I woke up out of the middle of a dream, dead sleep for no apparent reason, and I was just kind of laying there like, why am I awake, when I felt two fingers go across my thigh, just like this pressure of a hand just going across my thigh, and I just yelled out, you're not allowed to do that, go away. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And that was last so, night. That was just last night. Yeah. Wow. Um, and we do have some things in this house. Um, my son Ethan's signaling across the table for me right now about the snapping ghost as we spoke about. Um, if anybody heard that podcast, we read my story. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Ethan just wants to iterate how he heard it too in the game room again recently. No. That's amazing. Yeah. So do we know what, what, it, what it is, the, the, the haunting within the house? What's touching your leg and making these snapping sounds? 
I don't know, but there was one time one of my friends took me to one of those witchy stores that has all the like crystals and incenses, sage and all that. Mm. And as I was about to leave, one of the ladies standing there grabbed me by the arm and said, watch out for that thing that's in the basement. And then leaded me to some things that I can do to protect my home from evil entities. Yeah. So um, there is a history of kind of uh, negative things happening in this house for sure. So I just try to keep the sage stick up. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. And do you know anything of the previous owners or anything like that? Not really. No. The people that we bought the house from, um, they did have a child. Well, I don't know necessarily child, teenager, early adult uh, pass away in the home. And uh, when we were viewing the house, there was a memorial out back where they made like a little rock garden in the shape of a heart with the dates of, um, you know, she was born 1978 and then died in the late 90s. So, and she was special needs. So, oh, so what, what other sorts of spooky stuff's gone on? Um, well, there's one thing that I do think might be my pap-pap. Um, my grandfather, he's always had this thing with Christmas lights. And um, yeah. there's been times where I have lights on the tree that blink. Um, that aren't blinkers. I check the wires myself and half the time they're brand new. Cause we know Chinese lights don't work very long. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So um, we'll get blinkers just like in the middle for like a day, just like Merry Christmas. I'm here. Wow. Um, what's spookier is in my bedroom, the ceiling fan, those lights sometimes will glow and it's usually previous to something bad about to happen in our family. Wow. Like an omen sort of thing. Yeah, and I never really correlated it until I started reading back in my journal because this happened recently. <clears throat> and I started reading back in my journal, and sure enough, yeah, it seems to be every time something bad is about to happen, those lights are glowing in my bedroom for a good two, three days, and they never do that any other time. So you mean like they're not actually on, or do you mean they're on and they start to like get brighter and darker? Um, well, it's their energy saver lights. So you know how sometimes if you've had them on a while, you turn them off, they might glow for a little bit. Yeah. It's like that, but it's all night long and it lasts over a period of days and then it just stops. Wow. And you say that's happened recently. Um, that, yeah, it happened, um, about a month ago and, um, not to reveal too much personal information about my family or anything, but there was a bit of a, um, kerfuffle. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, um, go on, fire it away. The, the mm-hmm. court is yours. Oh, okay. Well, um, so I was thinking a lot, too. Um, I was one of those creepy children that would see things and speak to things. Mm. And so there were a few things that happened when we lived in Pennsylvania that were pretty creepy, if you'd be interested. Oh, always interested. Oh. Fire away. <laughs> Okay, well, um, we used to live in Hickory, Pennsylvania. Um, It wasn't too far from an airport. I remember that. And I do remember my father frequently finding uh, Native American artifacts, including a medicine bowl. Wow. He had found um, plenty of arrowheads, especially out in the woods out that way. Um, Beautiful farm country, smack dab in the middle of Amish country. Uh, The interesting thing about this house was it, the driveway was a road. It was a brick road that would go out into the pasture. Mm. The house itself had a water and cistern that used to be adjoined to another house that was no longer there. It burnt down years ago. And um, 
we had some hauntings there that correlated to that house that burnt down, down the road that literally would have been in the cow pasture. Mm. Um, it was rumored to have been an inn. And um, my mother would frequently wake up with dreams of fire. I can remember as a kid thinking that there was a fire waking up just to see it was the kerosene heater in the hallway. Um, so I don't know if, you know, just being a child that was imaginative. Um, but the creepiest thing about that house was the shadows that we would see um, sitting in the living room. You could see up the stairs just a bit before it took an L shape. And you'd see shadows darting across that hallway. Wow. And I had a quote unquote imaginary friend mm. who I called little boy, sometimes little burn boy and Superman. And my guess is I might've called him Superman cause he could fly. Wow. <laughs> so um, we had a game room that was around that L shape area mm. and we had 12 foot ceilings. This is an old house. So, um, probably a good 10 feet up. My dad had put shelves up and put some of his antique toys up there, yeah. some antique Tonkas and, um, you know, tractors and all that. Yeah. And, um, he would yell at my mom, why do you keep taking these toys down? And she's like, I'm not taking these toys down. Cause he'd come home and find me out in the dirt playing with his old toys wow. <laughs> that are supposed to be antique. And, um, yeah, that was a regular occurrence to the point. They just gave up putting the toys back on the shelf. So the implication there is that it's it's the ghost of a child or, or plural, it's a ghost of children? Um, we think it might have just been one. Um, my mom feels that there were many. Mm. Um, she's a bit sensitive like I am. So um, her being older, she has more clear memories than I do. I just remember the little boy that come play with me. <laughs> so if I can get this right then, Steph, the, um, are we saying that the house that you lived in, there was a house mm -hmm. next door that burnt down? Yes, and it same it shared the same water supply. Wow. Okay. And do we think that maybe this boy was was either killed in that fire or lived in that house, or is this boy from your house? Uh, my mom and I both thought that maybe he was killed in the fire mm. because when I think that he would get mad at me sometimes, maybe because I didn't want to play. I don't know, but when my mom would comfort me. Um, I would talk about the little burned boy, the Superman's little burned boy, you know, and he's mad at me. Um, so, yeah, there was <laughs> apparently some spooky parts that I don't remember, but um, speaking with my mom. And did your dad ever, ever see anything in the house or was it just you and your mom? Um, mainly my mother and me because yeah, my dad would be out working a lot and mm. it was mainly us at home. My mom at home with two young children. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't really get to speak to him much if he'd really seen or experienced anything. Okay. Um, I know that he did come home. He had a recording studio and a jam room down in the basement. And he would fuss at us for turning on his equipment. And my mom was always like, we don't know how to turn on your equipment. <laughs> yeah, the kids aren't allowed down there. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's a, there's a band boy downstairs playing on a Fender Stratocaster. I like that. Oh, yeah. Jamming out on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Fender <laughs> Strat down there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, um, what else have you got there, Steph? I'm riveted so far. This is great. Um, well, uh, concerning Superman, little burn boy, um, there was a time my parents had a party, get together with family and stuff. And my cousin, Sean, and I went upstairs and we were having our brownie with my tea set. And 
on my little, you know, tea set table, I had a toy blender and I had the brownie sitting there for Superman. And my cousin, Sean wanted to eat the brownie. And he basically was berating me. You're full of crap. My mom says you're a liar. Da, da, da. And I got mad and I looked over at the empty chair and I said, show him. And that little blender turned on and my cousin scooted out of that room so fast. He could have left a dust trail. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I've got, as you said, that I've got a big smile on my face at that. That's amazing. Go on. What were you saying? Sorry. Uh, oh yeah. And to be honest, I sat there for a minute. I mean, it's just like a moment of gratification. And then I even got a little creeped out and <laughs> yeah. <getting> after him. <laughs> I bet you did. That's it. Because you've asked for something there and it's literally answered. So at the time when you said that, could you see him? Um, Sometimes I could. And then that moment I could not. Um, But my mom did. I think my mom did say that I described him at one point that he was a little boy with curly hair. Um, But yeah, I, I don't remember seeing him. I just remember him. Oh. That's terrifying. Because I, I was probably all of three or four years old when these happened. And uh, yesterday, actually, I speak to my mom to confirm a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you did. So you've got, you've, you said you were making a few little notes there. Go on. Keep, you keep firing on, Steph, because for the people who are listening, we don't have the video on so we can save on bandwidth. So we're a bit unsure when someone's starting and someone's finishing, in case anyone's wondering why we're a bit stoppy-starty. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so previous to our moving to Hickory, uh, we lived in Washington, Washington, PA. Mm. And I was all of two years old at the time. And I would constantly be talking to Judy, this thing named Judy. And so um, I would describe him as wearing, to my mother, she said that he looked like a grandpa, so he was older, and he would wear glasses. And one day, she got a commemorative post with um, Washington PA was celebrating either the bicentennial or the centennial celebration of the beginning of the town. She's not sure which, Um, but she was looking through, and it had, you know, revolution, pictures of what was it like revolutionary or civil war soldiers or something. And I came up to her and I stopped her hand where she was just kind of leafing through and went back a few pages and pointed to a picture and said, Judy. And I couldn't read at the time. I was two, maybe two. She said and pointed and said, Judy, this man's last name was Judas. No way. Yes. So I kind of feel like maybe that's a guardian angel or maybe a protective spirit or something quite possibly, or maybe he just died in the area. And what he was kind of, he must, so how did, was he having conversations with you at night or you could just see him or? My mom, apparently I was talking to him and could full fledged see him. She would come in the room and I would just be chitter chatting away to whatever this was. Wow. And it was like a revolutionary war soldier or civil war soldier. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the older wars that they were commemorating in the beginning of uh, Washington, Pennsylvania town. Wow. I like to think that he was going, child, fetch me some ammunition. And you were like, would you like a sweet? And just amazing. <laughs> Here, have some water in a teacup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but before we run out of too much time here... Um, 
So another thing I would like to touch bases with mm. is here in Oxford. Now, this is a pretty darn old town, um, very rich with history. There's actually a book out, um, Blood Done Sign My Name by Timothy B. Tyson that explains how the race riots went all the way up into the 70s here in this town, which I'm sure if any locals are listening, they might be cringing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of history and I do pick up a lot of vibes as I'm walking around town, especially in the historic district. I mean, you can just feel the energy in this town. Um, my parents' house was built around, I think they said the thirties or forties. Yeah. And there is a ton of activity in that house. Really? Really? Oh yes. Um, so it's the main place I grew up and, um, just to go ahead and jump to it is we were moving in. And the thing, the one thing I decided to bring with me was my bicycle hmm. while you know, parents are busy moving in and cleaning and everything. Yeah. And I'd kind of spent the day on my bike and I rode past my house another time. And I looked in through the front windows, which could see directly into the dining room from the living room, um, looked right through those windows. And I saw the dining room table was set up and my mother was setting this big fancy terrine up of, of uh, soup. Hmm. And if, Anybody out there doesn't know what a terrine is. It's like a China soup holder. I'm glad you <laughs> I said look that. It up. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. You know, one of the neighbors brought food. Cool. And I went, rode down driveway, parked my bike, hightailed it in. The dining room table wasn't even set up yet. No way. So you've literally seen somebody. And you thought it was your mother or did you see a figure there too? I saw my mom do this. Wow. And this is a repeating thing. There is a doppelganger in this house. I mean, we've seen and heard each other. Um, there was one time my sister and I were painting in the family room. Uh, we wanted to paint the walls white in comparison to that 70s green that it was. Yeah. And um, we both heard my dad call us. He was like, girls, girls. And we go running out. And then we're looking everywhere. We don't see my dad. And my mom is like, he's at work. And we both heard him call us. Wow. I wonder what that could be that's doing that. I, you know, I don't know, but it would doppelganger everything. Um, later years when we were teenagers, um, we were the hangout spot. The kids loved to hang out at our house. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we're all hanging out in the front yard. I'd gone in for one reason or another, probably to primp in the mirror, make sure my makeup was right. Not sure. But I did see the headlights come up the driveway of my mom's car because my bedroom was right in the front. Mm-hmm. And I saw those headlights like someone pulling in the driveway. Everybody in that front yard saw our red Volkswagen Fox pull into the driveway and go down the driveway. So I come out and they're like, oh, you ready to go? You know, did you get your allowance and da, da, da. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like your mom's home. So I was like, oh, and I went down the driveway to greet her. There was no car in that driveway. What? That's madness. If you've all seen it as well. Yeah, everybody saw it. And everybody saw it. Because I had seen it before a few times and kind of just dismissed yeah. it. I was like, oh, wishful thinking, you know. Um, but this time, you know, the majority of the friends out there did see this happen. See, that's the, the strange thing. Yeah, the strange thing is that all of your friends seen it happen as well. Yeah. It's a strange one because, what? like, I'll be honest. Like, I've, I've, seen, I've seen, like, Becca when it's not been Becca. Do you know what I mean? My brain mm-hmm. has 
has put her face on somebody else's body. And I've seen it with my own two eyes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's only when I've realized it's not her has that face melted back into whoever's face it was. So your brain can do tricks to you. But if all of your friends seen this car, then I don't know what to say. Yeah, it, it, it was really, it was really weird and crazy. Um, and I mean, there's been times where I'm not home or my sister wasn't home. And even in recent, my mom literally saw my sister walking towards the back of the house like she was getting ready to go into the pool. And my sister was at home asleep. I confirmed it. I called mom. I was like, uh, maybe she's spirit walking through the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very true. You know, it does make me think also, it's kind of like, I wonder if, because none of us know, truthfully, none of us know anything really about how ghosts or poltergeists exist. What mm-hmm. if there's like in a certain places have an energy and that energy perpetuates doppelganger effects? Yeah. So it might not be a haunting as such. It might be something that can replay the spirits of living people. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like no a memory idea. just kind of stuck there in a quantum bubble or something. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, There were some other stranger things. We had shadow people. Well, I wouldn't say people, a shadow person. And Mm, this thing would like to go from the back room to the hallway adjacent to it, like towards our bathroom. Yeah. We would be sitting on the couch watching TV and just see this thing like sticking its head out. And it seemed more curious than anything just kind of like, what are you doing in there? Oh, okay. They're all here. And then just go back in. Um, I've seen it pop doors and it would just go different directions between the kitchen door to the right of it and to the bathroom hallway to the left of it. And my mom retailed something to me that, um, or regaled rather. Um, She got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom And she thinks that she caught this thing by surprise. Like maybe it was popping back to the bedroom and didn't expect her there. And she said she kind of felt like she walked into cobwebs and had the distinct feeling and like sense of a bunch of birds, black birds just dispersing as she walked straight out the hallway. And she was like, oh. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. What a description. Yeah, yeah. She really feels like she caught it off guard because it was in a normal time that she would be up. You know what's interesting? The only other um, description of like a flock of birds that I've ever heard about in terms of a paranormal sound or or feeling like that, I'm pretty sure it's haunting in Connecticut. That famous Snedeker haunting. Um, oh. Yeah, the, in in the actual real story of that, allegedly. Um, one of the boys or the, the one who was the main focus of the haunting, mm-hmm. he started sleeping in the basement and would hear, uh, like what sounded like a flock of birds taking off from the corner of his room every night. Oh. And it was attached to a shadow entity, the sound. Oh, wow. Yeah. There were certainly other things that would happen in there too. Um, our animals reacted one time. I saw the shadow entity. But that never felt menacing. But this day, my sister was playing with Steve Kitty, and I was playing with Abby, our um, yellow lab, in the living room. Mm. And just all of a sudden, the animal stopped and turned around. Steve Kitty was on his haunches with his fur up, hissing. And Abby just started barking, going nuts. And I saw that shadow entity, like, poke its head back into the back room. But the animal, I mean, 
the animals were going crazy and my sister takes off and I was just, I stood up and screamed, go away right now. And like ran to my room. <laughs> oh my God. Cause they say animals can see things as well, obviously. Oh yeah. They've got incredible sixth sense. I mean, especially considering they can sense uh, healthcare issues too, you know, uh, seizures coming on. Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I don't know if they reacted to the shadow person. I don't think so, but there was definitely a weird energy. Like my sister and I, we just both felt incredibly uncomfortable all of a sudden. And then the animals just, (laughs) whilst you're on, I want to make sure that we try and cover off everything that's on that you've written down on your notes. So you don't leave anything out. So you, you, whenever we, you feel like we're coming to a natural close of anything, you just fire right on ahead. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. Um, I got quite a bit of notes, so you tell me if we need to cut off anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, another thing that was really scary, um, my sister were both in those puberty years, and you know how they say teenage girls, you get those poltergeist things that start to yeah. pop up. Yeah. Um, I must have been maybe 16 or 17, And we had both just gotten antique furniture from an estate sale. And Mm. the geek that I am, I'm laying in bed reading per usual. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, I feel like this gentle rock. Kind of like if you're in a really small house or tiny apartment that's not well adjusted and the spin cycle is off kilter. But my bed was definitely kind of rocking. And this happened a few times to the point where the next time it happened... I threw the book down, jumped up, and ran to the back of the house where our washer and dryer were, and it was wide open, no load, nothing. And I told my dad about it, and he said, well, you wouldn't feel that anyway, because originally that part of the house was a back porch. So it was not on the same structure of where I was at versus where the function would have I see, yeah. Um, but the bed shaking. Yeah, so it was kind of separate to the to the whole of the house. Exactly, and I don't know if it was the furniture it was connected to, but there were a few times I'd wake up and see it was a double bed. I would see a hand on the pillow next to me, and then realize that my hands were crossed across my chest how I sleep, and just like oh, sit up. Christ. Oh my god. You know, I just originally think it's my hand, and it was a female hand, but it was not my hand. <laughs> um, That's terrifying. And, and what, what do you know what that could have been? Do you think, as you say, do you think that the antique furniture was haunted, or do you think that was a lady in the house? It had never happened before, so I really think it was the furniture, because I'd also get phantom smells of perfume. Um, it was a very soft, beautiful, delicate scent. And it would kind of waft. Sometimes I would circle after it in my room. Um, But as smell goes, cigarette smoke and perfumes and stuff like that can stick with furniture. So I kind of wrote it off. Mm. Um, But just after that, activity did ramp up a lot. And it would have possibly been the style of furniture in that home, too, um, upon when the year it was built. So I don't know if it might've triggered any ghosts that were true to the house. Like I remember stuff like this being in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the hands thing I could never get over. Cause yeah, I would wake up and sometimes feel like somebody touching me. Um, someone sitting at the foot of the bed gently. And that had never happened before with the previous furniture. Wow. 
So it could, it seemed like it could have been almost like a caring presence. I'm not sure. Cause it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, just a hand <laughs> next to your face and you wake up for no reason. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Or maybe it just, I'm here. Maybe it's just trying to say I'm here. I know you can mm. sense me, you yeah. know, maybe reaching out for help. Um, now, one more thing that happened in this house that I did want to talk about yeah. was my mother and I had gone about two hours or so away to Smithfield to the Tanger outlets to Christmas shop. Yeah. And my mom, she's a big old worrywart, and she will call the crap out of you to make sure <laughs> you're okay. And since she was driving, she asked me to do it. So this was back maybe uh, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely early 2000s. Yeah. And it was the days of the flip phone still. My brother had a cheap little <laughs> flip phone. I had cheap little flip phone. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, call him again. Call him again. Call him again. And the last time I called him, this weird electronic noise. It's like someone picked up and there was a weird electronic noise. And this kind of guttural voice was very robotic said, he's not home. <laughs> oh my God. And I looked at my mom cause she could hear it. It was so loud that, and she was like, what was that? And I'm like, I don't know. And here my brother had left his phone into, in his bedroom that was like right next door to mine and had gone out all day. So he, he didn't even have his phone on him. No, no, it was sitting on his bed and he confirmed he had been with his friend David like all day and forgotten his phone. And what what and did the what did the message say again? It just went, he's not home. You know what? This is terrifying. I've just got to chill down my spine genuinely because I've been listening, I've been going through the back catalogue of a podcast called Into the Fray by uh -huh. Shannon Legros. And it's dead good. I suggest everyone that gives it a listen. Anyway, right one, of, one of the stories that um, somebody calls in to say um, is about, uh, I can't even remember what it, who it was or what it was, but basically this woman rings her daughter's cell phone and the response to the message, uh, sorry, the message she gets back is, say your name's Katie. It's an aggressive voice that says, Katie's not here right now. And then how and it's oh so God. similar to that. It's unreal. Wow. Oh, my. Now I've got goosebumps. <laughs> I really have. Wow. I'll have to try and find the story and tell you. But um, I'll have to try and find that oh, podcast yeah. again, and I'll let you know which one it is. But uh, that's really shocked me, that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and we were super creeped out. I mean, the rest of that drive home was pretty interesting. <laughs> I bet you it was, yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think that just about sums it up as far as everything that I was able to think of at the time. That's perfect, um, Stephanie. And what I'll say is you keep these logs going and write that anything else that comes to your mind where you think, um, oh, I forgot to say this or I forgot to let them know that. Or like you said, if you've had an experience last night, then just keep a little log of what's going mm -hmm. on and we'll get you back on in a couple of months' time and um, see where you're up to. Absolutely. Yeah, and my little Ethan over here, I think he'd like to be part of the interview one time, too. <laughs> oh, go on. Put him on if he wants to say hello. Ethan, you want to say hello? Come over. Come over here so the speakers pick you up correctly. Hi, yeah. My... yeah. Come close. Um, my mom 
um, there's a panel experience that happened to me that I forgot to tell her. Um, it's like, so I was like two or three or four, and my bedroom used to be in my game room. And all of a sudden, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw this, like, gray drill thing going across the room. So I ran to my dad as fast as I could because he's in the bathroom getting ready for work because it's like 6 a.m. or so. A gray drill thing like a machine. Yeah, and it's huge. It's like, there's this desk thing in there, and, like, it came from that side of the room slowly, like, and it didn't make any noise. It's just slowly moving across the room, like, Whoa. floating. Wow. Well, I tell you what, Ethan, thank you very much for coming on the show and letting me know that, because in all honesty, that from the mouths of babes, as they say, that's genuinely put the fear of God into me, so thank you for that, little man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Ethan, ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Ethan there. Well done, Ethan. Well done, Ethan. Um, I would just like to add to that. Um, Ethan and his brother do share a room because that is the creepy room above the basement I was warned about um, wow. by that. I think she was a psychic. Um, he, he has not been able to sleep in that room uh, pretty much since we've moved in. He would scream and run every single night as a toddler. Wow. That's, that's terrifying. I mean, you know, you know what the spookiest thing about Ethan's story is, is when he says, it didn't make a sound. I mean, you know, describing yeah. a, a drill moving across the ceiling and it didn't make a sound. I'm sorry. That's, that happened. You, you wouldn't imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got one more thing to say about it. He has one more thing to say about it, if that's on, okay. Yeah, of course, not, yeah. I forgot to say it, but... It must have not been making sound because, like, the big drill part, it wasn't, like, a thin thing going. It's, like, this big, like, industrial drill. Like, like on top, on a regular screwdriver, you'd, like, um, <laughs> yeah, drill you'd use to put screws in the wall. And also, the it wasn't moving. Like, the spinny part wasn't. It wasn't moving. spinning. It was just kind of moving across the room. Oh. No, the whole entire drill. <gasps> The whole thing was moving. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No. That must have been scary. No that wonder night. you creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, you so much, Kev, for having me on. I'm, I'm so glad I got to speak with you. And uh, you and I, we do share a very similar thing. Um, when you speak of Rebecca and when I hear Becca on, it reminds me so much of my husband and the way he is a skeptic. <laughs> oh, God. I feel your pain then. <laughs> As long as somebody else out there gets it. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, we bring in a lot of quantum theory and have a lot of <laughs> discussions on what other things it could be. And I'm hoping one day something will really prove itself to him. <laughs> well, it sounds like he just needs to stay in Ethan's room for a couple of nights and that you'll get his proof. Yeah, maybe. Or he could explain it away. <laughs> Well, yeah, more than likely. Well, Stephanie, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to both you and Ethan today. So thank you for taking the time to reach out. And as I say, we'll get you back on in a couple of months and see where you're up to. Sounds great. It was great meeting you and you take care. You too. Thank you very much, Steph. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>